guys, here is Lucia and we're back with our special edition about coronavirus and I'm here with Ratka. Hi guys! Today we're joined with another special guest, Jana, who's in London. Hello Jana. Hello girls. How are you today? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Could you introduce yourself to our listeners a little? Hi everyone, my name is Jana. I'm from Czech Republic and currently I'm living in London. I'm a postgraduate student at London Metropolitan University and I study human nutrition. This episode is more special as you're from Czech Republic, but as different from us, you decided to stay in the UK. And what was the reason that you decided to stay? Well, the main reason is that on 15 of March, I started to have symptoms of coronavirus and obviously I had to stay self-isolated in here in my room. And in UK, if you have mild symptoms, which is flu-like symptoms and you can manage on your own, you don't have to be tested. Therefore, I wasn't sure if I really have the virus and I didn't want to spread it in my family. Even if you have no more symptoms after isolation, you still can spread the virus for a few more days. So that's the main reason, I would say. If there was no virus, I would stay in London at least till September. And I have a lot of uni work and I can concentrate better when I'm here on my own and I'm trying to use the time I've got. And I feel safe the staff here in Chester House, because I'm living in a house of residence, is taking amazing care of us. And my family is also safe at home. So at the moment, I don't have the reason to leave UK. At the time when Czech Republic was already in lockdown and life in the UK was still normal, what do you think about that? Do you think that they should act more like other European countries? I'm trying to stay open-minded and not to judge anyone because only time will show whose approach was better, I think. When I found out that Czech government want to follow the same approach as UK government weeks ago, I feel a bit betrayed because that was one of the reasons why I thought it is a good idea to come back. I wanted to be safe. Yeah, I think I agree that we still don't know which approach is the best. We could see that in China it worked, that really strict quarantine for people in Wuhan and they're already opening their city and weakening those restrictions for people. But what I didn't like about a British approach, you shouldn't be hazarding with people's lives and what i've heard from my friend her cousin she's working in oxford in a care home and they had to change whole way how it works that really posh people who are paying a lot of money to have their own room space kitchen and they were literally forced to sign the contract for nine months to accept other two or three people living with them in one room and they were forced to decide. It's going to sound really brutal, but they were forced to decide who's going to die. Oh, that's just crazy. Like when you use the word die, it's just, ooh, I have goosebumps. You mentioned, Jana, that you had the symptoms of the virus and obviously, as you said, you didn't have the official confirmation. You spoke to your friend who's a doctor in the Czech Republic and she told you that according to your symptoms, you probably did have the virus. Can you describe how you felt when you found out and some of these symptoms that you had? Well, I thought it before I spoke to her. 
I felt a bit angry and a bit scared, but later the day I changed my attitude because stress and fear only makes everything worse. And I told myself the only thing you can do is to go to bed and get through it and I was sure I'll get through it. And can you tell us all the symptoms you were feeling? Fever. For me, quite mild cough actually. Headache, uh, body ache, loss of smell. It was loss really strange because Whoa. you can still taste. And can you actually taste the food and you can't smell it? I could. It never happened to me before, so it was quite strange. Well, and you are staying in a unit hall, right? In accommodation. And you said that they treat you really nicely. They're really great. At the beginning of March, they sent to all of us a long email with all instructions, what the symptoms are, what to do, what they try to do. And when I emailed them, it looks like I have symptoms. They sent me a long email with all instructions, I've got my own toilet and shower. They were bringing me food, plenty of water, plenty of fruit and veg. We were in contact via email every day, so they were here for me and I'm, I'm really grateful for it. One of the things I was afraid when I was in the UK, that if I would catch the virus, I would literally have to keep asking my flatmates to do the shopping for me and to cook for me. Right, I know what you mean. I think the huge advantage living staying in here in Chester houses that we're already getting breakfasts and uh, dinners every day we pay for it so it's included in a price I don't really have to care about the food and cooking I have everything prepared and now we're even getting lunches because they don't want us to go out well we still can go outside because there's one form of exercise allowed per day and as they added lunches do you need to pay extra money for it or it's just a bonus no it's no extra charge for for the lunch actually i think it's usually around 160 people in the house but now it's just i think it's only 22 of us that's so weird it's a bit like ghost town in a hall what do you do during your self-isolation well during the self-isolation as you said not much <laughs> i've been sleeping a lot uh, I was on the phone with my family every day, or sometimes I was watching some movies. And now, we have warm sunny spring days in the UK, so I spend some time on the garden, because we're lucky to have a big garden in here. We're also allowed, as I said, one form of exercise a day. So I go for a walk to woods or a park, but I always keep the distance. And it's not every day, just sometimes. I'm studying, as we still have exams. I'm watching movies or talking to my friends and family, and I also exercise and meditate. But Lucia, I remember the last episode you said we were discussing our way home. And I remember that you mentioned that you were in a quarantine in actually premises of Slovak government, was it? Yes, it's now compulsory for anyone who is coming to Slovakia. I think this is what I like about my country it's proving that most of the people who are tested in these premises are positive and imagine if they weren't 
brought to these premises and they just went home, they would be still spreading that virus. It was really difficult as I was in one room with a stranger and it was uh, pretty similar to your experience, Jana, that they were bringing us food three times a day and it was quite strict because and people were informed that there are people who are coming from the UK. Automatically, those people thought that we have that virus and we just came to infect the whole village. Like our government, they don't really uh, do these precautions. Like they didn't even check our temperature when we get out of the plane. We have to be in a quarantine for two weeks, but we can be in our home. One thing that is really weird about all of this is that even though that my parents picked me up in the airport, they were still allowed to go to work which sounds weird because obviously you don't know if I'm infected or not. Because as you said, Jana, before, you are probably the most infectious to other people when you don't feel any symptoms. And obviously nobody knew if I do have the virus or not. They told her that they are still allowed to go to work every day. And obviously my mom didn't because I asked her not to because... It's just ridiculous. It's irresponsible, I think, if you allow other people to go out, even though that they have a person who came back home from risk country and they live in the same flat. So the whole flat was in quarantine with me. For the whole two weeks, I wear a face mask in a flat as well. And I, fell, I wear gloves and I just clean everything after I finish using it. So bath, sink everything in the kitchen, doors, like literally everything. So it was a bit annoying, but I think it would be a lot easier if we would be separated. I think your approach in Slovakia is a lot better in certain ways. It's annoying to be a week longer away from your family, but it makes more sense, at least to me. I mean, I understand why they're doing it, because now it's just showing how many cases... Uh, from those people who are coming mainly from Austria now. There was the worst part of being close to somewhere away from your family, that you know they're going to test you and you spend 36 hours in a bus with people. So you just stress that you can catch that virus on the way back home and then they'll test you and you'll be positive. And then it was just pointless going home because you will need to be close somewhere else, away from your family. I, I think from that stress, I got a sore throat. Just that feeling of relief when they call you, oh, you, you're fine, you can go home. I think they would be happy to have me uh, with them at home. But on the other hand, they understand uh, my decision. And also, I think they want to be safe. So I think, obviously, we would like to be together. As I said, I would be in London till September anyway. So I'm trying to look at it as a normal situation. Because I really feel safe in here. I have everything I need. When you are saying that you, that you plan to stay in London till September, you mean that you didn't even plan to go home like for a week or so? Well, I did. Uh, I wanted to go home in June, but I think now probably it's not really possible because I would have to stay in quarantine for 14 days. One of my neighbors here, he's from Australia, and he told me, actually in Australia, all people who are infected with the virus, 
they have a separate island, so they all go to separate island. So they're not staying on in Australia on the on land. On the scale from one to ten, how much would you rate your symptoms, like the seriousness of the symptoms? I've been lucky that the illness was quite mild, I would say, when I compare it to articles what I've read. And I'm really proud of my body and I'm really grateful and I think to my body every day. But first few days weren't really nice, uh, but paracetamol helped me a lot and I started to feel better, I would say, after five days. Uh, in UK, you have to stay isolated for at least seven days when you have a fever or a cough. But after seven days, if you don't have a fever anymore, you can leave the isolation because they say that the cough can remain for another few weeks. I've been isolated for seven days in my room and after that I still didn't feel I'm recovered actually. I didn't have the fever but I still felt like my immunity is quite weak. I tried to stay in a bed for another week so in total I would say 14 days. I felt even more angry on those people who don't follow the rules here, who gather with so many people without face masks and stuff like that. It just drives me crazy when I see it. And now when you compare it to the people on the videos who are like laying in the bed with those crazy symptoms. And as many people mentioned they were feeling pain on their chest, did you experience some of that? I don't really remember. I do remember that... How, how my body hurt. It was really like I didn't like it at all. So you feel okay now? Yeah, I feel sorry for people who are really in a pain. But as I said, I'm really proud of my body. That's cool, I'm glad. What do you do these days? Like now when you are officially self-isolation free, but still in quarantine? Studying a lot, going out on a garden, trying to stay busy. Actually, I'm quite glad it's still 22 of us because we uh, we meet on a breakfast or when we're having a dinner so we can talk. We have to keep the distance like two meters so it has to be just two people at one table. In a laundry room or TV room it still has to be maximum two people at a time. And is there any way how they control it? Like are there people in the room as well or cameras or something like that? I don't think there are cameras actually, but I think we're all adults. So I think it's really up to us if we keep the distance. But in the dining room, there's a staff who's giving the food to us. The whole situation here, it's up to people how they react to it. It's just a responsibility. What is uh, going on in my mind now is you were self-isolated for some time. And during that time, the UK decided to go uh, to the lockdown. So uh, when you were allowed to go out, finally, what was the difference? Like, do you think London has changed after or is it was still same busy city? Well... It was strange because I went out after maybe two and a half week, weeks. So it felt like you're leaving the prison kind of. But I don't live in a city center. So um, yeah, there's less people on the streets. But anyway, when it's sunny, there's a lot of people in parks. So not everyone is really responsible. 
there's there are still some people who's gonna break the uh, rules but i would say uh, people are waiting in a queue they have to keep the distance they have to be two meters apart from each other and even in a shop they allowed only five or six people inside at a time so i think those are the major changes and do you see more police in the streets controlling the situation i met like two police officers in a park once but that's that's it not in here where i live i think it really depends on the location to be fair like when i go to the city center here the parks are flooded with people and with children on bicycles and it's just crazy when i have a walk around in my neighborhood it's usually not that full you see some people walk in with their dogs but that's about it so i think it really depends on the location within the city well a lot of people are using that one form of exercise per day uh, allowed so you can see a lot of people running or on a bike i think as far as you go out only with people you're living in in a household it's i think safe but if you're still meeting with people from different households, I think it's quite risky. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But in here, you can't meet other people. You can't even visit your family when you're not staying in the same house. So there are some restrictions. Yeah, that's the same here. But I'm originally at the beginning, we still could take care about all the people within the family. But now... I heard many people saying that they don't even visit their grandparents anymore because they are scared that they would infect them. So I'm I'm curious. For example, my grandma, she is quite worried to go outside. So obviously, if she wouldn't go outside to do her shopping, which we do for, for her anyway, if we can't, if we literally follow these rules that we wouldn't visit her in order to not put her in a risk, I'm wondering how they would do the shopping because obviously those companies who are doing the delivery, the shopping delivery, they are like flooded with orders. But I think it's it's a responsibility on parents. As here in Slovakia, it's really difficult as parents are trying to, for example, mom, she's going to work in the morning and then... The father goes to work in the afternoon. Those children are having school as they're trying to introduce the online system here. And it's really difficult for parents. And <laughs> there are really jokes about what children you raise now you're staying home with them. Yeah, definitely. I'm wondering how it's going to look like after everything's going to go back to normal. Well, I think the world is not going to be the same anymore because this virus is not going to disappear and it will last for some time when they come up with some vaccine and also it's going to be a question if all the countries are going to accept the vaccine as some of the countries are against uh, vaccinations of people yeah definitely well let's hope for the best so we thank you Yana, very much that you join us today thanks for having me we hope that you're going to enjoy your time in London and hopefully you will meet your family soon after they open all the countries again. Right, thank you. Thank you for joining us. 
And also for you guys, thank you for listening to us. This edition is almost at the end, but we're still preparing one more episode for you. So please stay tuned and also follow us on our socials on Instagram and Facebook. And thank you for the listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.